Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Michelle Bertram. She is the founder of Bertram Financial, based in Mineral Point, Wisconsin, and she's also the author of a new book called Creating Your Dream Retirement, How to Live Your Dream and Leave a Legacy. Welcome to the Money Answer Show, Michelle. Thanks. How are you doing today? Very good. You tell your story in the book, but just kind of briefly tell us how you started out and created your own financial planning firm before we get into the whole retirement uh, subject. Yeah, so, well, I actually kind of co-created it because it's my, my mom is in the business with me, and so she was an advisor um, and has been when I was growing up, and so I always kind of joke and tell people when I was 20 and trying to get into business, I didn't know a whole lot of what I wanted to do, um, except I knew I wanted to be able to have flexibility to do missions and continue doing mission work forever, and I knew that someday when I had kids, that I wouldn't want to have to leave them every day for long days. And so I thought, well, my mom's been around for us, and she seems to make a good living, so I think I'll join her in business. And that's about all I knew about the financial industry when I started. So I started for those reasons and kind of uh, started just doing the basics, doing the office work, learning how to do that. I, I joked for a long time that I never really got rid of that. I just, you know, passed that on to other people or oversaw it. But that's how I really learned um, the industry and would just sit in on meetings with her. And so it was probably a couple of years in where I got a really uh, an awakening to what our industry is about and really kind of got a passion for helping people uh, as my mom Bev has as well um, just by sitting in with her meetings. And I tell that story in the book about the whites and my experience there and, and that is kind of changed my outlook on, on the financial industry. Just tell us the, the white story briefly. Sure. So we met with the Whites, and they, they were coming in. They, I think they requested some information on um, Social Security, from what I can remember. And we're sitting down talking to them. And this was probably, so I started in 2000, and this is a couple years in. So it's probably 2001, 2002. And if you remember, Jordan, the market was you know, not so great at that time, right? It's right, kind of a, right. It was rocky. And so they had requested information on one thing, but when we sat down to talk to them, they were so worried about their money in the market because they had pretty much they had their entire nest egg at risk in the market and so they were watching the news continually trying to figure out what was going on you could even see it in their eyes especially I say Mrs. White's eyes you could almost see bigs under her eyes because she wasn't sleeping well um, because she was so worried about um, their money and losing their life savings and so now before we can address anything else we really have to address this kind of elephant in the room which is they have you know more risks than they're comfortable with we need to look at this um, and so we set up another time just to talk specifically on that and you know we kind of went through a risk assessment at that point on where they were much more risky than they wanted to be so one of the first things we would need to do is to just you know to help them be able to sleep at night was to de-risk some of their portfolio um, so to do that we needed to call the brokerage move some of it into cash positions until we could you know go from there and and after we did that they got a call back from their broker and it probably wasn't five minutes then their broker was calling them back and I'm only hearing one side of the conversation right but I can I can see in their eyes as he's talking, he just kind of goes, there, here's Mr. White's just going, yeah, well, we're just making some changes. And then you can kind of hear his voice driving. He goes, well, I know. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
and hangs up. And I'm sure on the other end of the phone, he was saying, hey, you're in it for the long haul. This is just a paper loss. You know, it, all those kind of cliche things. And he hung up the phone and ended up doing nothing. He just says, well, I guess we're going to leave it. And you could almost see the disappointment on Mrs. White's face because she felt like she was going to get to a point where she was you know, not going to have to be worried about losing every night just to have that changed. And I remember leaving thinking, Man, I thought this was supposed to be the golden years. This doesn't seem golden to me, sitting around worried about if you're going to have money or worried about the the market. And then I got really mad at that broker because I'm thinking he acted like that money was his. You know, yeah. it's not his. It's theirs. And it was it was causing them stress. And so that was one of the things that kind of put me on the mission with Bev to, to change the industry and do what we can to provide good education for people so that more people, you know, they don't live their the retirement the way the whites did, but they can really enjoy it. Very good. Let's kind of take a broad view of retirement in America today. You've got the baby boom that is now 65 plus. They're entering retirement all the time. I know there's people doing well, people not doing well, but in general, is the baby boom as they retire pretty well ready for retirement or pretty well not ready for retirement these days financially? I guess I would say it's about half and half. So of the people that we meet with, okay, and uh, that come in maybe from listening somewhere or came into one after an event, half the people uh, that come and talk to us actually can retire earlier than they wanted to or create more income than they thought was possible um, or both when they sit down to me. They realize they've done better than they thought and they can do that. So I would say that's at least half the people. Um, the other half is probably the opposite, where maybe it's it's having some tough conversations. We always say we're not going to be an advisor that sugarcoats things and tell you things are going to be perfect if they're not. So I would say the other half of people are you know, somewhere in the gant in the spectrum where some of them just know and they they're going to have to continue working or they really don't have anything saved and they know it. Um, or they're going to live very frugally on Social Security. And then there's another group um, that you know, they've saved, they know they haven't done as good a job as they want, but they can create some income and they're not, you know, desolate, but they just you know, aren't going to have above and beyond. So I would say half are really prepared, the other half, um, not as much. And from that spectrum, you know, some of them nothing and some of them have done some, some planning. So are there some things you can do? Somebody comes to you at 62 or 65 or, you know, pretty near retirement. <clears throat> they haven't saved enough. Maybe they have a 401k, but not that much. Are there still some things you can do for them to make a difference in their retirement when they've kind of run out of time to make major saving and investing uh, happen? Well, we can always have a conversation, and that's where it starts with. And as far as financial tools, it really depends on their situation, you know. Um, and sometimes, and we just we did some events this fall called Inspire Women, women and it was just all for women because uh, we know that they are becoming the – taking more and more control of financial the household finances but not really feeling prepared so we did some events just for them and we had a uh, a lady come in after the event and you know she is just retiring sat down wanted to talk wanted to go over things and honestly there wasn't a whole lot that we could that we told her to do but we gave her the reassurance that what she was doing was okay I guess and so sometimes there is sometimes there's things that we can talk and give them suggestions and it really is a case-by-case basis on what else is out there and what we can say and sometimes it's just you know reassuring you'll you'll be okay I mean she had the income enough income that she needed maybe from social security and other sources and so she left hugging us thinking well i just i feel good because you know you kind of gave me that reassurance and so i would say yes um but with the with the 
you know, the kind of the warning, we, we can't make money growing trees. I mean, we can't make things out of nowhere, but we can give advice and listen and, and help you um, do the best you can with what you have. Now, throughout your book, Creating a Retirement, uh, Dream Retirement, you are quite critical of the traditional financial advisors and Wall Street. What is your main criticism of the way most Americans are treated by their financial advisors? I guess it goes back to the story with the whites that I feel like oftentimes they're looked at um, like it's the firm's money or the broker's money, not the client's. And a lot of times it's pushed through in cookie cutter approaches where it's uh, kind of one size one shape fits all and they might try to bundle it up in a customized quote unquote package but in the end it's the same thing for everyone uh, and 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 that's where I guess our, our biggest thing is, is is just not having the the clients necessarily best interest out but you know I see too many um, advisors brokers that are trying to kind of line their pockets or even companies where the companies are um, more concerned about their profits than they are about the client. And so how would you say your firm uh, is very different from the traditional cookie cutter approaches you talk about? Well, to go into that in a little bit more detail, one of the things we talk about in our book as well is the colors of money, which we can kind of get into more here in a few minutes. Yep. In, a, in a minute, um, but we operate and in, we're independent, so we can do um, both the green and red, as we'll talk about. And because we're independent, I'm not—I don't have any adult, you know, parent company saying we have to do this, we have to do that, and that gives us more freedom to be able to do what we feel like is best uh, for the client and really put their um, concerns first. Because we're not—they are, we are a fiduciary, and they really are our first and only interest is what's best for them. So it gives us more freedoms than you would if you're working for a big firm. So are you structured as a registered investment advisor? You get a, a percentage of fees based on the size of assets, or how do you charge? We are a registered investment advisor, and so um, for any money that we manage in the market, we get a percentage of the fees. And we could charge for a plan. We never do that. We always feel like it's just one of our ways to give back is to go through things um, and help you plan and take it step by step. But there's usually a big portion or a, a portion um, of clients' accounts that will move to green money or protected growth, and then we get paid from the companies we work with on that side. They're mainly insurance companies. We get paid a commission from them um, up front, but we don't get any management fees on that way. So there's there's kind of a good and bad to, to um, both as an advisor, right? It's nice to be paid every, no January 1st, I have this book of business and you're going to get paid. However, uh, we know that it's not always the best interest to put the clients all in there. And so uh, we will work with both red and green and kind of structure it for whatever makes sense for the client. So you just came out with this new book called Creating Your Dream Retirement. There are many, many books out there about planning for retirement. Why do you feel it was necessary to do your book that's different from all the other ones? You know, we wrote our book mainly to kind of share the stories. And if you share our story, why we do what we do. And it's a really, it's not, even though it's a financial book, it's it's not in the sense that we don't go through a bunch of products. There's not a whole lot about numbers. It's more about um thinking through the process let's put it that way to get to uh, be able to live your dream it's more of a process and I I say often when I'm doing things it's it's about the more than um, 
money, the more than math part that makes sense. And so, so we don't go in through a bunch of products and a bunch of numbers and all of that. It's really about the process and to share you. And uh, we like to share in the book some stories of other people with maybe similar concerns, whether it was too much risk or wanting to create retirement income or you know, leaving a legacy and kind of share how they did it um, in broad terms and just to give people an idea of what the process can look like and should look like. Um, so, you know, it's, that's why we wrote it and for that, uh, the people that what we're reaching and talking to, it's just a, a nice tool for us to give them um, what the process is versus, you know, a bunch of numbers. And you have a website people can find out more about the book and get a copy. What is that website? The website is creatingyourdreamretirement.com. So, again, creatingyourdreamretirement.com. Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Michelle Bertram. She is the founder of Bertram Financial. Uh, Her new book is called Creating Your Dream Retirement, How to Live Your Dream and Leave a Legacy. And you can find out more at the website she just mentioned, creatingyourdreamretirement.com. We'll be back after this. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Your leadership journey must be a continuous process of education and improvement. If you think you've learned all you need to know, think again. Find out the latest from contemporary authors on topics from character to values and everything in between. Discover insights into servant leader fundamentals along with your host, Tom Crea. Tune into Your Evolving Leadership Journey, Mondays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. 
My guest this hour is Michelle Bertram. She's the founder of Bertram Financial, uh, based in Wisconsin. She's the author of a new book called Creating Your Dream Retirement, How to Live Your Dream and Leave a Legacy. And you can find out more at her website, creatingyourdreamretirement.com. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. Thank you. So you have what you call the new rules of saving for retirement. And let's briefly go over what those might be. What is rule number one? So rule number one is kind of identifying your risk. And this was uh, something that I, I'm going to have to share credit where credit's due. One of the things that we, another thing that makes us different is we understand the value of working with specialists. You know, we don't, we know that we don't know everything. And so we have a good team around us. And so the new rules of retirement savings is actually based on a book that was written by an actuary. And I know that he sounds like a great fun actuaries are usually not the most, com- you know, great conversational people, but he, he is one of them and wrote this book thinking, you know, he worked for companies forever and had people ask him how to save, what they should do for retirement. And so he took a look at it from the actuarial side, in which that's what I love about it because he's looking at the numbers, um, but he writes it in a good way and he's really looking at the different risk. And so this is a lot from him and just like I said, a lot of our different specialists. And so the rule number one was identifying your risk. And what I love about this stuff is we had an actuary looking at this. And so the, the first three risks that... One- yeah, the first risk you talk about is structural risk. What yeah. do you mean by that? Structural risk is just, you know, how how it's structured when it comes to, um, you know, you used to think about like retirement in the three-legged re- retirement stool. And so you'd have your pension, Social Security, and your personal savings. Well, now that's really not the case. Uh, very few people have pensions. It becomes Social Security and personal savings. And sometimes we, for younger people, even know where, where um, Social Security is going to be. So the structural risk is just that. Where Where is your retirement going to come from? Um, and then how is your uh if you do have a company 401k or a plan, how, how is that structured? Do they have a match? Do they not have a match? Um, the different ways to save that way. And so that's kind of what we talk about when it comes to structural risk. Now, you say about 50% of households have no employer-sponsored uh, retirement plan. What should people do if your employer does not offer you a 401k or a stock purchase plan or any way to save through the employer? Yeah, I think, first of all, having a conversation with a, myself or an advisor is, is a good thing. Um, starting with an IRA is simple, but I, it usually, as we'll get into it later, if I had the choice between an IRA and a Roth, normally we would go with a Roth IRA and just put money aside in that. However, there's some other alternatives out there that are great. And so I think the first, if you don't have a company, even if you do have a company sponsor plan, um, but if you don't, for sure, you want to go to our website and download these new rules report because we're going to give you some more information on there. And, and and I think the biggest thing is you're going to need to take whether you have a plan or you know at work or not. If you want to be able to have that retirement someday, you have to take the responsibility of it um, yourself. And that's something too. A lot of our clients are coming now. A lot of them are in retirement or close to retirement, and that's one thing they say is you know we're even worried for our kids. How are they going to save? Um, and what are they going to do for retirement? So taking that initiative and that responsibility I think would be the one of the first steps knowing it's not going to happen if you aren't um, if you don't make it happen you have a picture of the three uh, three uh, legged stool and the one for social security is very shaky it's got a question mark to it for people today say millennials today who are going to be projecting that they're going to 
collecting Social Security in 30 or 40 years. Do you think it's going to be there for them? Is it going to change? What, what is your future outlook for Social Security? Well, personally, I there, there's going to have to, if it's there, it's going to have to be changed. Um, and one of the things I say to people all the time is just Social Security was not created to do what it's been doing. You know, when Social Security started, First of all, there was like 40 taxpayers to one Social Security beneficiary, but their average life expectancy was 65. So if benefits didn't start at 65 and their expectancy was 65, they were not on Social Security for that long. And now we have people living on Social Security for you know, 20, 30, 40 years. And so it just wasn't created to do. I mean, if you take any other of the politics out, it was not created to do what it's doing. So it's going to have to change whether it becomes, you know, later retirement ages. And that's, you've saw that happen a little bit, um, whether that continues to change or they make it more of an entitlement or something. I don't know, but I do think it will change drastically for um, the millennials, the younger generations. I'm in my 30s, I don't really want to count on Social Security being there or being there the way it is now. So something I don't I don't have the answer, but I think they you have to. You don't think people should count on it at all? You're saying people in their 30s and so on should assume there'll be no Social Security for them in 30 or 40 years. Is that what you're saying? My personal thought is I would do that. If you do have Social Security, then it's a benefit, right? It's there. But if uh, plan like it's not going to be there. Okay. So. But the next rule you talk about, in addition to structural risk, is market risk. So what do you mean by that? We've had a stock market that's gone up and down. Lately, it's been soaring. Uh, what's, what could be market risk if the market just keeps going up forever? <laughs> well, I, if that if the market continued to be up forever, we wouldn't have market risk. However, I don't think that that's, uh, it's never happened. You know, what goes up, I think the rule must come down. And so what I feel like one of the biggest issues is right now where we're at is we're on this kind of tail end of this long bull market. It's been one of the longest bull markets um, in history. And so the further we get from the last bear, the more we think that it's just going to keep going. But if, if we look back in history, I mean, we could go back into the roaring 20s and the market was great and everything was wonderful and people did not probably expect that, you know, the Great Depression was right about, you know, coming. And then in the 90s, it was the tech boom and everything was amazing and all the market's going to keep going. And then look at what happened. We had the last decade, you know, in the in 2000, a couple big losses, 2001-2 and then 2008. So, where I like to say one of the biggest risks beyond market risk is just our, our kind of generational bias where every generation kind of thinks they're a little smarter than the last and you know we're not going to have that same market correction that was in the past and so but historically speaking that's just not going to happen and so market risk is especially taking a big one of the keys that we find to long-term investing is to avoid the big losses you know if you lose 30 percent you have to make 43 percent just to get back to even um, now if you're in your 30s and 40s you can sometimes you, you can do that and it doesn't but yet, if you didn't have to make that back, you would be even further ahead. Uh, I know I don't like losing my money. I figure it's hard enough to make. I don't like losing it. But especially if you take a big loss right before you retire, right when you're retired, it can be that's it can be you know devastating for your retirement income plan. The whites are the one story where they were just stressed about having the risk. But I have saw others. You know, we we met a we also talk about a guy named Ben in our book, and he ended up working ten years longer than he wanted to because he lost so much in two thousand and eight. And so yeah. that's what we mean by market risk is just taking those losses. And the third risk is taxes. So tax rates have come down. Capital gains rates are down. We have pretty much the lowest rates we've seen in our lifetime. So. What's the problem with taxes? 
Well, if I ask a room full of people, what do they think that is going to happen? You know, are, I'm going to ask you, Jordan, what do you think will happen with taxes? Will they go up, down, or stay the same in the future? Probably stay the same. I don't think politically there's much room for them to go up, even though they may. It just seems like the deficit will go up, but not taxes. Yeah, and so it, that is usually our optimistic answer is stay the same. Very few people say they're going to go down, okay? Yeah, well, they've gone um, down as low as they can go, I think. Yeah. And there's a probably a good amount of people that think at some point they're going to go up. I mean, even this latest tax reform, it was kind of for 10 years, and then they go back up again. Right. Not huge, um, but small amounts. And so, but here's the other thing we that happens with taxes is, um, one, you know, I have, like I said, I have a lot of clients now that are in retirement. And now they maybe have done a, a good job saving, creating that for their retirement. They don't even need everything they have in IRAs for income. And that's 70 and a half, they have to start taking it. Well, now you're out of all your, you know, when you were working, raising a family, maybe running a business, you had all these other deductions. In retirement, you really have not very many deductions. And so sometimes your tax rate can go up um, when you start taking your RMDs, just even if the taxes were the same now as they are there, they could sometimes change just because now you're you're not having the same deductions that you were having before and you're forced to take more out of your retirement account. So um, that's one thing with tax risk that we like to, you know, even if they, they stay the same, you're going to maybe lose deductions. And so even if your income's the same, you could end up being in a higher tax bracket. Um, but Here's another way I'll put it when we look at saving, whether we look at saving tax deferred or we look at saving after, um, you know, we, we pay the tax and then save. So saving after taxes is is this way. If I pay, if I defer the tax, it's like I have this seed and I'm not paying tax on the, I'm going to defer the tax that's due on the seed and plant it, but I'm going to end up owing tax on the whole harvest. So I have an apple seed. I didn't pay the tax on the apple seed, but when that apple tree grows and produces all these apples, now I have to pay tax on all of it. Where when you pay, save for retirement after tax, I'm paying the tax on the seed. I'm not getting that tax break right now. This is where I'm looking at the lifetime. I'm not getting that break right now, but I'm going to plant it. And when that apple tree grows, I don't have to pay taxes on all this harvest. So if I put it that way, what makes most sense to people, even if everything else stayed the same, is usually um, to save for retirement with after tax dollars. So rule number one is to identify your risks. Rule number two uh, is to kind of uh, assess, uh, address those risks. And number three is to start now. Do you find it's difficult for people to kind of get started in the right habits? And, and that's why you emphasize starting now so much? Yeah, I, well, I think it's just human nature and especially in our, in our society where we're just so busy and fast paced, it's always something we're going to get to, we're going to do and time goes by and you don't get to it. And so, you know, there's a big difference. Even when I run these reports, when we create a strategy and help address these risks, you know, somebody who's, let's say 35 now, when we do this projection and start saving versus 40, it's a big difference at the end and what they can create in retirement. So starting now is just because, yeah, we get busy, we get distracted, we put it off, and putting it off for too long, it just ends up hurting us in the long run. So it's important to take the time, make the time now, because it's never going to be a perfect time to do it. Uh, or, you know, there's never a perfect time to do anything, just like dieting, right? So you just have to make the point and decide that you're going to do it. So you're saying people don't understand the power of compounding, which is one of the reasons they delay. Is that right? 
I, I agree, yes. The power of compounding um, is for sure. And how we always say, too, there's the, that's what Einstein said, right? The power of compound interest is a wonder of the world, but we always go the reverse, too. Compound mistakes, so when you don't do anything, that you get compounding effect the opposite way. And so, yeah, we want to put compounding for uh, to work for us in the positive way. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this uh, week is Michelle Bertram. She's the founder of Bertram Financial, based in Wisconsin. Uh, her new book uh, has just, just come out. It's called Creating Your Dream Retirement. And you can find out more about it at her website, creatingyourdreamretirement.com. We'll be back after this. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Do you or someone you love have a life insurance policy that's no longer needed or not affordable? Did you know that you can sell your policy for cash? Your reason for buying life insurance has probably changed. Thousands of Americans turn to life insurance settlements to help sell their policies. They act as your representative, getting the highest market offer for you. You've got nothing to lose by simply inquiring. If you're over 64 with $100,000 or more of life insurance, you may already qualify. Call 877-485-6681 to get your free non-binding appraisal or visit FundingLife.com. Life Insurance Settlements. Discover the true value of your life insurance. 877-485-6681. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Michelle Bertram. She's the founder of Bertram Financial, uh, based in Wisconsin. She's the author of a new book called Creating Your Dream Retirement, how to Live Your Dream and Leave a Legacy, and you can find out more at her website, creatingyourdreamretirement.com. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. Yeah, thank you. So let's Flying go, by. Let's go through the process here. The first part uh, is to paint your dream picture, kind of dream what you're trying to do. So what are some ways that you help people uh, put down on paper and make it real what they're dreaming their retirement's going to be like? Yeah, so I think a good example of that is it's just we ask, right? I, and I know that sounds like overly simple, um, but in some cases it's very much true. So I'm going to give you two quick stories, and they all happen within a couple weeks of each other. So we do a kind of a radio interview every week in a local station, and we had client, uh, this uh, client call us or 
listener call. And the first one she called and she goes, hey, we've been listening forever. We've kind of taken some advice from, from some of the things you did. We're getting ready to retire. They're business owners. And we're getting ready to retire. And, you know, our advisor just keeps telling us we're going to be fine. And she goes, I feel like we need more than that. Can we just come in and talk? Okay. So that was the first one. So they come in. The second one, I'm going to give you both of them because I think it's really kind of two ends of the spectrum. They call and um, she's a listener and she calls and she's almost in tears. And she goes, I just can't hardly work anymore. Physically, I need to retire. I, I can't do it. But my advisor says there's no way I can retire. I don't know what to do. Can I come talk? So these two very opposite ends of the spectrum, they call. They come in and they actually both sat down with Bev. Um, and the first thing sh- she asked is, okay, well, what do you want your retirement to look like? You know, what do you want to do? And this is the, about painting the picture, right? It's about the more than math. And the, f- the crazy thing to me is both of them said, you're the first person that asked us that. And yeah. it just blow us away because I'm like, how can you tell the first couple that they're business owners? How can you tell them they're fine if you haven't asked them what they want to do? Okay. Now, after we go through that, they are going to be okay for their lifestyle and what they wanted to do in retirement. However, I have an, uh, some. We have some other clients that their retirement dreams, what they want to do, includes a lot more travel to a lot of different places and a higher. They wouldn't be okay by what they wanted to do. Does that make sense? So, I mean, yeah. starting with asking what do you want it to look like is important. Same with the second couple. They didn't even ask that. Once we go through and ask them what they wanted retirement to look like, because I don't like to say what kind of income do you want. It gets to that, but it's what do you want to do? You know, why is that income important? Because maybe they want to travel or maybe they wanted to buy a fishing house somewhere or it's to spend time with grandkids or whatever it is. But knowing what they want to do is important because that changes why they need this money, right? Because money in and of itself isn't important. It's what we want to do with it. So painting the big picture the way you describe it in the book is you are in the middle and it's a combination. Your dream should be a combination of the person you want to become, the things you want to do, the people you want to be with and the difference you want to make. So you go through this with people and you actually have them write down all those different things. Is that the way it works? Sometimes they write, it depends on the person, whether they write it. Um, we give them some things or we just talk through it and we kind of take notes and, and that's, you know, what do you want to do? You know, what kind of the person you want to be or a difference impact you want to make? Sometimes those are all kind of come down to one. Maybe they've had, um, you know, I had some people the other day that they became, uh, joined the EMS, the, you know, volunteer paramedics because that's something they had a passion about doing. Well, that's kind of being the person they want to be by serving it and also kind of making an impact. So sometimes they're kind of enveloped into, you know, one answer might have different things, but it's really just taking that bigger look at what are those things that are important to you. Uh, And I think that the second part of that is what's the meaning and significance to it. So sometimes, you know, when we've been working for years and going to the same job, our purpose and meaning has been – kind of established in in that and what we're doing for work and now when we retire if you're going to retire it's not just about just having the money it's being able to have that purpose and so having that conversation too of the person you want to be the impact you want to have all those things come down to yes it has to do with the income you're going to need but it also has to do with your purpose and feeling fulfilled in retirement so that's the first part is to paint your dream picture as you call it then the next part is to identify obstacles both seen and unseen. What are some unseen obstacles that people not, not might not be thinking about? Well, I think for one is one we just kind of talked about, and I more people are thinking it than not, but the market is sometimes an unseen obstacle. Just 
because we haven't really, it's been up for so while and people kind of get complacent with that, but not knowing what your risk is and how, and then this is the other part of that, is a lot of times clients that come in and, and they'll say, ah, I'm conservative, I'm pretty conservative. Well, in their brain, they're conservative, but they've really not changed anything about their portfolio to be conservative. And so some of those things are kind of the unseen obstacles that you just, you may have an idea, but not exactly sure and so um, that's there. And I think the, the second part of that is how it's going to affect you. You know, uh, there's when you were working and you took a loss, a 30% loss, an average bear market's 30%, you know, 08 was like 50. But if you took a 30% loss, um, you know, when you were working and you're contributing to it, all of a sudden it looks like it even came back faster than it did because you're adding money and you're still there. But now if you're in retirement and you take that same loss, you're not contributing to it, and more than likely, it, maybe you're taking out of it, it, it completely changes it, and it's one of the risks we call sequence of return risk. Um, a, a professor in Texas Tech really talked about this a lot, and the sequence of return risk really is a big deal and something that people do not understand, and that's just really the order of when good and bad years happen, and if bad years happen early on in retirement, it can change your outlook, and so those are yeah. some of the unseen risks that, that um people may have a little idea with, but don't understand exactly how it will affect them in retirement. So the first part is painting the picture. The second part is identifying obstacles. The third part is to create a dream blueprint. So what's the difference between a blueprint as you do it and what most financial planners do when they do a financial plan? Yeah, so we honestly, it's pretty, it, our dream blueprint is um, kind of pretty simple. And one of the things that we say with that is, your life isn't going to live, be lived on a spreadsheet, right? So um, it just, it, it's never going to happen exactly. I could run out softwares forever and make it look perfect, but we know that life isn't lived on a spreadsheet. It's got to be um, be able to be adaptable, kind of take these things. We kind of look at it in our blueprint. We want to have the, we call it a business plan for life. So we're looking at taxes, cash flow, investment mix, and estate preservation all in one because they all combine. And how is that going to work? And can it be, you know, we're going to talk about where we can get income or, or some of the obstacles we see in, in a plan, but we're not going to spend 50 pages, um, you know, printing things out on spreadsheets to make it look like, you know, here's your rate of return and here's what the taxes are and here's all this and here's the money you're going to have in 10 years because that's just never going to happen. In all honesty, it's your life isn't lived on the spreadsheet. So the dream blueprint is taking the things that you say are really important and highlighting those and finding the best tools and resources to get you to be able to do what you want to do um, and do it in a simple way. You know, I had a client come in a couple weeks ago. They brought me something, a plan somebody else had did for them. And, I, you know, I'm sure a great guy, but it took me a half an hour to figure out what this plan said. It doesn't make any sense to this person. And so we try to make it really simple that when you look at that, the dream blueprint, you can see what any – you where you're at and where you want to go and it's simple and we can also adjust it you know if you were going to build a house and you had somebody drop a blueprint it's for you to this is based on what I'm hearing this is what you want to see and then you go in and you adjust it yeah but I maybe want this bathroom bigger or I want this store different or something and so that's our thought with the blueprint is here's based on what we're hearing this is what we need to do to get that but it's adjustable based on what's going on your changes what what might happen I've never had an income plan that we put into a blueprint happen exactly the way that we said because things change. Maybe they needed more income, they needed less income, they work longer. So that's why we call it a blueprint because it's going to be adjusted as we go. And so once you've got the blueprint, then 
you do the implementation steps. And you say one of the hardest things for people to do is to commit to change. Why is it so difficult for people to change when it's in their best interest to do so? It's a good question. I think we're just wired. Human, most of us are, um, change can be a little scary going into the unknown, even if it's better for you. There's something called the status quo bias where people will stay with what they have no matter kind of how bad because it's easier than making a change. And so um, when it comes to making a change, it's just because it's new. It's different. You know, I, I'm working with someone right now and she's so wants to get things done because she just wants to have this peace and get their financial life in order. Yet she goes, ah, I just, I just want to get through it because the making the changes is just hard. I think it's, it's human nature that when we don't and something's maybe new and sometimes it's in having to overcome different investment biases or different thoughts, but um, it's always easier to do nothing. I guess we could do the same with health and diet, right? I mean, how many of us here, listener or however, know that we should eat a certain way, eat healthy and exercise, yet how hard is it to do it, right? Because life gets busy or it's easier not to. And so I think the same thing comes true with our financial stuff, just like, you know, why we said starting now is even though we know it's a good thing and we know we should do it, it's easy to put off. Um, sometimes it might mean making changes or changing um, advisors or, or whatever, and those are conversations that sometimes people don't like to have. So there's all kinds of reasons why change can be hard. Um, I think procrastination is one of the easiest ones, but we're and we draw it on our website under the resources. We have this life balance tab, and we have this video, little video on there. You can go look at it, and I think it's really helpful whether you're making a financial change or any change. It's the ABC choice model, and it's basically A is where we're at, B is where we want to be, our kind of our bright, sunny future, our dream, right? And C is the consequences if we don't get there. And we mm-hmm. have to be really clear on what that looks like or we're never going to make the changes. And so when I when I do that video, I talk about there's kind of a, it's like drawing a V and there's a bridge between A and B to get there. Well, it's not as scary as like, you know, crossing the ice bridge in Mount Everest movie, but it's not as simple as the green line, the fidelity draws either, <laughs> but it's, it's making that commitment to go there. So one of the things you talk about is the benefits of the process, and you relate that to your first kiss. Explain how that works. Yeah, I had somebody say that to me in a story the other day. I forgot I put it in the book. <laughs> um, I think when, when we did that is my first kiss was I was not remarkable. It was the second kiss that really kind of made me go, oh, my goodness, that is what kissing is all about. And so... Uh, what we've had with some of the process is kind of that same thought where maybe people thought that they had a plan before, thought they walked through things and they've had other experiences with other advisors or firms or wherever in the financial industry, um, but didn't have the same. It's kind of like their first kiss wasn't the real kiss like mine wasn't. You know, it was the second kiss that I figured out what it was about. And so what we saw with a lot of people is through the process and really just our conversation, it becomes, well, this makes more sense. You know, this makes more sense than what I've heard before in the financial industry. You want to have a wow factor is what you're saying. So you have to kind of envision what your blueprint would be like. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you, and, and to feel like it's personal and it matters, right? The second kiss was much more better because it, it was just a different connection and it made, you know, you felt way different. And so it was more about me. And so I think that's what the whole thing with this plan is, is when we go through it, it's more about you and what makes sense for you. So it's, yeah, it's a wow factor, but it's a personal wow factor. Just like those two clients, what do you want to do in retirement? Nobody had ever asked them that, you know? And so how simple of a question you know, like go back to that. The second lady was able to retire, even though the advisor said no. So, you know, 
she could. She could if you just had that conversation. So I think that was the second kiss. You know, they had already one person say one thing, but coming in and actually having someone say, what do you want, and walk through the process changed their outlook. Very good. We're going to take another break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Michelle Bertram. She's the founder of Bertram Financial, based in Wisconsin. Her new book is called Creating Your Dream Retirement, How to Live Your Dream and Leave a Legacy. You can find out more at her website, creatingyourdreamretirement.com. We'll be back after this. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Are you a homeowner tired of making monthly mortgage payments with little progress towards paying down your principal? Does paying off your home in five to seven years without making larger or more frequent payments sound appealing? Paying off your home in full in five to seven years is really possible thanks to Truth and Equity's Mortgage Equity Optimization System, a money management approach that puts your money to work for you 24-7. If you own a home with some equity, have a decent credit score and verifiable income, you owe it to yourself to learn more about Truth and Equity's program. There's no need to replace your mortgage or refinance in many cases. The system works for new home purchases as well as current mortgages. Your home is your largest investment. Own it outright in five to seven years. Call Truth and Equity, 888-262-5540 or visit truthandequity.com, 888-262-5540. Jordan Goodman is an affiliate. He recognizes quality solutions, forming relationships to help improve the lives of his listeners. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Michelle Bertram. She is the uh, founder of Bertram Financial based in Wisconsin. Her new book is called Creating Your Dream Retirement, and you can find out more at her website, creatingyourdreamretirement.com. Welcome back to the show, Michelle. Thanks. So you have a section of what you call the color of money, and you've got three colors. You've got yellow, green, and red. So tell us what yellow money is first. Yeah, so if you're thinking about it, we're going to stay over here on our left side. Yellow money is money that is protected. You cannot lose it. Um, it's safe, So it's safe and it's liquid, um, but the returns are, are pretty low. And so... Whenever, before we go through that, whenever we're putting money somewhere, there's three things that we're looking to get. And, and unfortunately, we can't get all three usually. And, you know, there's not one silver bold investment that has all of them. But we're looking at safety, liquidity, and growth, right? Those are the three things we're kind of looking at. So yellow money has safety and liquidity, but we don't have a lot of growth, okay? So I'm going to jump all the way to the other side of the, the table and go to the right side, and that's what we call red money. Mm-hmm. And red money is, for the most part, liquid. I mean, depending on it, on the type of, if it's a 401k or something, or tax-wise, there might not be as liquidity. But the investments themselves are usually pretty liquid. Um, so you, you have the liquidity and you have growth because anything that's in red is invested in the market somehow. So it can go up, but it can, and you can have great returns, but what can go up can also come down. So we don't have any protection, Okay. And so those are the two colors that most people are, are familiar with. Banks uh, and credit unions kind of take over the yellow money, and anything in red is really stock market, and a lot of the big wirehouses and brokerage firms, they live in the red money. 
Um, and so in the middle is what I call sometimes the best kept secrets in the financial world, and we call it green money. And green money is protected growth money. So it was created to, to um, hopefully get you better returns than the yellow is, okay? Um, but take not the risk of the red. So we're going to get... We're going to have a little bit better returns, not as good as red, but, you know, better returns than we would in yellow. We're going to have pr protection, so we cannot lose our principal or any gains that we do have. But when it comes to liquidity, we give up some of the liquidity. So instead of taking all the losses, we give up some of the liquidity. And so it's usually um, maybe 10% liquid in the first couple of years or it can be done in multiple different ways. But we don't have full liquidity right away. But that is a great tool. Green money is there that most people don't understand that. Most of the green money is going to be offered through insurance companies in one way, shape, or form. Um, and that money is kind of fits nicely in the middle is we're going to ha have protected principal. We can't lose it. We're going to make more than they, we would in yellow, especially in this low interest rates environments, but we're not going to lose it um, like we would in red. And so whenever we're looking you know, to help people, we kind of go through those yellow. We want to keep some for emergencies. But the older that people get or the closer to retirement, sometimes we don't want as much in red or we want to have more guaranteed income. And so that's usually the battle with people trying to figure out they, they don't want it all in red, so they go put it in yellow and then make nothing in interest rates or vice versa um, because they don't know about green. And, and really, a lot of times they don't know about it kind of goes back to what I said in the beginning about being independent. There's the green money world and the red money world are they're, they're oversight by two different, um, you know, the red is the SEC or FINRA, and when you're in green, you know, that is more by state insurance companies. And so two different regulation departments, advisors get paid two different ways, two different license types, and so that's where a lot of times you're going to get advice from one or the other. Um, it's usually an independent and not all independents that can go through both. You so know? let's talk about green a little bit more. So what would be some specific examples of green? Are you talking about... Uh, index annuities or uh, life insurance uh, yeah, tied to both. policies? Both of those. Um, indexed annuities can fit into the green. Some fixed annuities, indexed annuities, uh, certain types of life insurance, which is uh, another podcast in itself, Jordan, if we wanted to go through all that, I always say life insurance is like vehicles. You can design them in a whole ton of different ways. They can have a lot of living benefits as well. So um, those both annuities and life insurance can be some of the green money options. Very good. So you mentioned uh, low interest rates today. So the yellow money is learning, earning you know, 1% or less, very, very low income. So say you've done a successful job, you've got arrived at retirement, you've got a decent amount of capital, but if you put it all in money market funds and CDs and savings accounts, you earn almost nothing today. What do you recommend to people who've done it right, who've gotten to retirement to produce income without having too much capital risk? Usually it's a mixture then of green and red. So we'll usually put some, you know, for both of the both of the clients that I mentioned about wanting to retire. Um, we to create their blueprint, we put a portion in green money and used some index annuities where you can, uh, whether you're just taking the growth off for income or taking income off them. And there's a, there's multiple ways that you can design income from it. But one thing that to put out there, because sometimes people hear annuities and they think, well, if I take income and I die, there's nothing left for the families. That's true in an immediate annuity, but not in a fixed uh, indexed annuity. So those, you know, it, it's kind of establishing an income plan and guaranteeing more income from the green portion, kind of having our red money over here is 
maybe we're still being conservative, not taking crazy risks, taking some income from it, but um, guaranteeing a larger portion of the income from the green money, usually that being annuities. Sometimes life insurance, and especially for younger people, I just so you know, George, what I do, and a lot of times is using the right type of life insurance to save for retirement, which will produce income in retirement as well. So let's talk about some red alternatives for higher yields. Do you like real estate investment trusts or business development companies or writing options? What are some of the things, if you're willing to take some risk to get higher so yields? What I, what I look at is we have some managers that we utilize whenever we invest our money or any of our clients' money in red. I, I feel like it's something that to do good, you have to be able to devote the time and energy to it. So there's there's two approaches when it comes to red money we call one is the strategic approach and I, I look at that like the military where military has bases all over the world and those bases don't change very often you, you know those bases don't change personnel does some and a strategic approach is here's our pie chart and we might change funds a little bit but we're going to kind of keep that pie chart and so we have a, a portion for that where we have some managers that we've really vetted out for that but I also have some managers that are more tactical and and in, in a term with that is it's kind of like, again, with going back to the military, while they have bases all over, they also have, you know, four different branches and they have, they send teams, tactical teams where they're needed, where there's an issue, whether they send the army or the Navy or the Marines or whatever, right? And so they kind of go where there's an opportunity. And when we have the tactical investors, they're going to invest where they see the opportunities, trying to avoid some of the downside. Um, and with them, we're always, we have a good team that we look at on forward-looking due diligence, not just how they did in the past, but how will they do in the future because it's very easy to, to find one hit wonders in that world and we want to make sure that they're going to be consistent so that's what I look at when we're looking at red money investments so in summing up everything we've talked about during the money answer show here what difference will it make in people's lives and what difference have you made in people's lives to go through this dream process and implementing it compared to what most people do who do not go through this kind of process well, I think and one of the things we say often is clarity and gives people clarity. And, you know, through some of those steps, even just um, painting the picture and what you want to do and I, you kind of uncovering some of the identifying some obstacles, it gives you some clarity. Where is your risk really at? You know, what well, what does your tax situation look like? And I think clarity is one of the, the easiest things. And it kind of brings you to, to the next step and the simplicity and be able to, to go forward in the plan. But in the end, by going through it all and having um, us to help you kind of through the guidance, what we it brings that that um, financial security, and it's the financial security that we're really looking for, and the financial freedom to be able to do what we want, when we want, how we want. And so, you can't just get there magically, but through the process and making it really clear and easy and simple, kind of taking the work for you, you can get to that spot where you're able to live the retirement um, you want and have clarity in what you're doing and being able to have the security as well. So will you do plans for anybody around the country or is it only people in your local area in Wisconsin? No, we talk to um, people around the country. I have clients kind of in different states uh, all over right now. So a lot of things can be done by phone, via, you know, email, internet, meetings like that. So we can work with people all over the country. And we do have specialists in different areas all over the country, too. So I think in today's world, it's pretty easy to do that. And so, uh, you know, a lot of our clients are more um, in the Wisconsin area, but that is not all of them. By, by far, we can work with anyone. Terrific. Well, thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Michelle Bertram. She's the founder of Bertram Financial. Uh, her new book we've just talked about is called Creating Your Dream Retirement. 
How to Live Your Dream and Leave a Legacy. You can find out more and you can actually have one of her blueprint sessions if you contact her at creatingyourdreamretirement.com. Thanks so much for being a great guest on the Money Answer Show, Michelle. Thank you. Have a good day. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Appreciate it. And we'll be back next week with another edition of the Money Answer Show. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.